when you ingest a lot of alcohol before bed, it's almost like forcing you to sleep, much like a like a sleep medicine would. It's like pseudo sleep. You're not really asleep, but you pass out drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're in this state of like unconsciousness, maybe, but like as far as like getting into wavelengths of sleep, it's disturbed. What's up, bro? Living full fuel, baby. How those ankles doing today? Dude, they're skinny. They're skinny today. <laughs> I, I got, took them off. I got mine out a little bit too. Dude, looking good. You got some stealthy legs on you. You went heavy on leg day, obviously, yesterday. I, you told me that. I did do leg day yesterday. Yeah. It, yeah. How was it? Oh, good, man. Like, I had this freaking knee injury for a, a month that I'd just been lingering. Yeah. It was like, one day I just played too much basketball and I felt it kind of coming and I was like, I'll just play one more game. I'll just play <laughs> one more game. I played like three more games, dude. The next day, like, my, my patella tendon was burning. Done. So it's just like a little t- tendonitis that I've been kind of like trying to nurse back. But yeah, this is the first time I've gone like heavy. Like I've been doing like light leg days and yeah. more like movement stuff. But I was like, let's go for it. And it felt good. Felt kind of. My man. Back to it. Yeah. My yeah, man. It's fun. Well, we're dialing in sleep again. I slept again. great after that. Slept great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because I crushed the workout in the morning and my body had all that movement and all that positive cortisol and everything spiked in the morning. That way, when it came to sleep time, man, I was ready. To, I was ready to hit it, bro. Let's dial into that a little bit more. I awesome. love talking about cortisol levels because <laughs> I think, uh, how, like, what percentage do you think of Americans are operating with inflated cortisol levels? Man, I think fifty percent is low. I think it's got to be like seventy percent, seventy-five percent. That's just a, like me based on the people I see in my office. Most yeah. people are running around. Like next minute, next minute, you know, and it's like that's yeah. that's rough, man. That that burns you out, dude. There was one guy. So like, as an entrepreneur, I I lived like I lived like that, man. It was I just like freaking that. just all the time. Just you know, what can I pile more into a day? Yeah. And you know, over I I think it's been maybe over the past two years, I've and partially due to my wife and then getting into masterminds too. It's like sometimes doing less is doing more. Um, to an extent, like, yeah. what's the point of piloting it? And this is, this is where it became a crucible. And I felt like I was sleeping better, right? Was this, is that I looked at, I looked at some people and yeah, dude, I was casting, like I, I cast judgment, right? I realized that like, I want my kids to excel in athletics 100%. Like mm. I think athletes like in particular, there's a lot of just benefit. have a more confidence later on, like these things, right? A lot of positives, but yeah. I also think that my life's important, right? And my athletic endeavors in now are important, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I again, like I think the purpose of living fully fueled is part of like maintaining that athlete in you for as long as possible. That's yeah, cool. So I at my kids at seven years old, man, like yeah, they're. They could turn into a Tiger Woods, right? I get them in earlier. I friggin' dial them in. They could turn into something. They're friggin' prodigies, right? But the reality is, if it's going to... This is golf, gymnastics, and all these things to... To for it to impact like my sleep because I'm trying to pack more in a day and, and I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. Right, and what's how's, what's the impact on them? Do they even enjoy it? You know, it's like that's right. You see these kids that are doing twenty different activities, man, and they 
they're like, I don't even like sports, mom. It's yeah, like, you play with you. Uh, no, I was just fixing my underwear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like, it, it, is the kid actually even in, into that, man? And yeah. like, what's the, the downstream effect? Then they don't want to do anything. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, they got to enjoy it. That's a... That's a I mean, I, I Enzo <clears throat> has something written all over him, though. That dude was ready to... Dude, he's, he's going to... Friggin' go ham and he's gonna be, be a prodigy. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I'll have to show you this video. He, like, this was... They probably weren't even two... I took this video. I was like chasing him around the house. They could walk, but they were very yeah. like stumbly. Bro, he made a cut, like a freaking like lateral move around this chair. It, he looked like a professional athlete. Like the Just. way his legs and hips bent, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he like he like dodged the chair and like ran around. I was like, "All right, like I gotta I gotta figure out what's going on here." Oh it was, it man, was, it was a proud moment. <laughs> Uh shoot. That's funny. Uh, but, I mean, so at the end of the day, it's like, you know, what what's that game you play um, and then where it impacts your health, right? Because I'm looking at some of these parents. I'm like, dude, man, that ain't freaking modeling your, to your kids. You're mm. freaking, you know, 60 pounds overweight and, and, yeah. and you're running them That's... to freaking all these athletic events. I'm like, I'd rather model something to them so that they know – like they are number one going to be a good steward with their body. Right. They can have adequate sleep. Uh, they can, you know, they can be a productive. They're going to have to yeah. gear up towards that. But going into all right now, what does that look like for you? Like how do you how do you prepare your body for sleep? And I think you know I we have some things right here that I think we're going to hit stressing anxiety. Right. What's the mitigation yeah. of that? How do you lower that? Because the more stress, the more anxiety, the higher your cortisol levels are. Yeah. And man, that's, you know, with like my functional medicine practice and the stuff that I help people with, that's a big one, man. Like yeah. people come in with digestive issues. They come in with skin issues, like these, these, uh, eczema inflammation and, and you're trying to get to the root cause of it, man. And it's like, okay, maybe it's something in your diet. Okay. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a genetic factor, dude, most of the time, like 90% of the time, there's so much stress on that person's system uh -huh. that their body's then going to present with some kind of thing because it's, it's burning out. Yeah. Right. And it leads into like leaky gut, like we've talked about in the past. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd say, so th there's this, there's this great functional medicine doctor, Dr. Cabral. And, uh, I'll, I'll drop that name because I think he's one of the best doing it when it comes to like root cause like medicine. Mm -hmm. And so he has this protocol. It's a de-stress protocol. And it's just that, man. It's like focusing on these these areas of life, these these different things that will get your body out of a stress state, right? Because there's all kind of stress on the body. Physical, yeah. right? Yep. You're slouching all day. That's a physical stress. Yeah. Biochemical stress. That's what we're Matter putting into fact. our body that's messing with the cellular uh, system. There's the psychological stress mm -hmm. of your life, right? So like all these different things, but... What happens is when your body is stressed in a fight or flight state, everyone likes to use the example of you're in the, the African safari and a freaking lion's chasing you. Mm -hmm. At that point, you want fight or flight, right? You don't want to die. Of so course, your body's yeah. preservation kicks in. Blood flow goes from the digestive tract out to the muscles, right? So your body's not going to prioritize digesting food. It's going to prioritize muscle and movement. Dude, how cool it dilates your eyes. Yeah, so our bodies are fantastic that. machines, bro. Mm -hmm. But we're not in the safari, and we're not getting chased by. And when that's on all the time, that's not that's not how it's meant to be. It mm -hmm. will. It has a capacity. It can burn 
at, you know what I mean? And then you, you burn out is the term, right? That's when your adrenal system can no longer produce enough adrenaline. Cortisol can't keep up and then you tank. Yeah. And then one day that's, that's when people end up in my office. They're like, man, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm done. I'm yeah. depleted. Right. Another thing is uh, caffeine and stimulants. So mm-hmm. your body's already in a stress. It's like, oh, I need it. Like, and then, and then other, you know, stimulants that you're incorporating in, you know, Adderall is a big thing that Mm -hmm. people incorporate in, but those are not, not something that you, that long-term we're talking about longevity here that is getting towards the root cause uh, that is, yeah, is sustainable for, for longevity and then optimal sleep. Because the reality is, is if you utilize stimulants, right, caffeine later in the day, is going to keep you up. It's going to impact your circadian rhythm. That's right. Um, and then stimulants being like Adderall or any other stimulant taken throughout the day, yeah. that is that is directly impacted to your circadian rhythm. So like yeah. your body, I, like this is also another really cool thing of what I love about the body is your body has a cadence that runs through the day. So during the day, you have your ultradian rhythm which your ultradian rhythm actually uh, is 90-minute stints. So what I love about the ultradian rhythm is that your body operates within wave cycles and you need to give your body a rest mm-hmm. or a like a decompressed, where it's in a decompressed state. Yeah. And it's it could be shutting the eyes of just, you know, or meditating for every 90 minutes for like five minutes, just giving it or doing some level of breath work mm-hmm. to decompress. So like your ultradian rhythms, though, you are best optimized when you're focused for those 90-minute segments, right? But then as your body goes into your sleeping state, that then becomes your circadian rhythm, so your sleeping state, which is impacted through different also waves as well. There's a rhythm to that, and you were talking about like how your delta waves run through the body where you're going into different stages um, your body going uh, to its lowest temperature or to its highest temperature to its lowest, right? Mm. Or is it the other way around? It's to the lowest, then highest. Because right. REM, you're in your hottest point of sleep. You're warmer, yeah. So like when you're in um, so when you're in uh, stages one, two, and three, you're actually going down to then go up. So it's going to be... It fluctuates. So it fluctuates throughout right. the night. But that's what I love about really understanding your body's cadence and then when you need to be incorporating potentially a stimulant uh, because stimulants in the morning, you want to, if you can spike your cortisol levels or spike them gradually with uh, exercise and then coffee, coffee's a good thing, right? It's, it's, it becomes a bad thing when you're drinking coffee at seven, eight o'clock at night right? and impacting your circadian rhythm. Yeah. And I think the most important thing about that, that you were kind of leading up to is the most important thing is that your sleep that night, or let's just say tonight, if we're talking about today, is determined by how you start your morning. It is you're 100% setting the stage for your sleep tonight by how you operate this morning, right? If you're starting off the morning 
flying out of bed because your alarm went off and you're 20 minutes late and you're highly stressed, you're going to spike cortisol, cortisol so, so high. Quick. It's going to set your circadian rhythm to be all over the place. Yeah. You want cortisol to, to be higher in the morning, but it, it needs to be a nice slow rise, right? Slow rise. You wake up, you slowly can get out of bed, right? So like when you're when you're always like running late, man, or, or like last minute doing stuff, it's it's too much. Uh, and you feel it freaking right everyone, in the back that's of your, right. Everyone knows that that's not yeah. like fun. It doesn't feel good no to way. jump out of bed and get have to get going. If you can have a nice slow rise, you can get up, maybe get some water first and get some coffee going if you need. And like that, that sets you up for a good night's sleep that night. So it yeah. starts in the morning, bro. And that's what people need to know is like you can do all this, all this pre-bed routine ritual, melatonin, t- like chamomile tea, whatever you want, dude. Yeah. Like if your morning was crap and you were, you were, you know, in this fight or flight morning, like you're going to have a rough night's sleep that night. Absolutely. I, I just, re- I mean, anytime I'm in a super stressful situation, which it's never in the morning because you know, I'm that morning guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm that 4:45 AM. I'm getting up, man. I'm like, I love mornings. I like, I love life in the mornings because like no one's getting up before me. It's quiet. Like it yeah. is quiet. Yeah. It is. It's a good time. No, I, I'm the first person out of bed. Like, I want to be, I want to control the day. So like, that's why I get up in the mornings because at the end of the day, like I remember, I, I I mean, it's not like it doesn't happen throughout the day, but like my cortisol levels, literally I can feel them rise, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can feel my waking state. Cause even when you actually get up, doesn't mean you're in your fully waking state, right? Your body's not ready, um, for its alternating rhythm yet. So like you're not in, you, it takes like a, you know, one or two hours as you get up to get into your waking state. That's what I love about like sleep and then just getting into, you know, Hey, I'm alive. I'm like, I'm human. I'm a human right now. Right. Um, but it being gradual where you can control that by the mornings, just being a real quiet. But the other thing is like, I don't also want to go right after coffee. Like one of the things yeah. that I, I prime my brain and so I pray, I pray a prayer of gratitude, which naturally is going to secrete uh, serotonin yeah, release. Good hormone. So like just good hormone balance. Um, so praying, and then um, I'll usually then get out and go uh, uh, stretch. So stretch my body, allow it to limber up a little bit. Maybe do a few push-ups, not like overwhelm it mm. with push-ups. Yeah. And then obviously I'm going into a workout right after that. Nice. Um, I do get into the cold plunge tub, which is. Obviously not the most ideal situation because you are literally spiking yeah, your cortisol yeah. levels like through the roof into a fight or flight state. So that I probably wouldn't recommend for everybody. But you're um, an advanced user. So make that known that like you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. You have all these other things you're doing that are going to help you to like mitigate that that spike in adrenaline when you do it. Yeah. Right. Like someone who's never done that before it just hops in and that's like their morning. That's they're probably going to have a rough time with it, you know, yeah. like you, you know how to do it properly for your body, for your lifestyle, right. You've got it kind of down. So that's, yeah, that's important to yeah, yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think there's uh there's certain things that I do. And honestly though, I'll be honestly something that I'm looking at right now because I tend to get, there's a gap on the later end of the day and I'm trying to like fine tune that a little bit more, yeah. but there's a gap between like a three to five o'clock window where I'm like, I feel like I could be a little bit more dial in or just a little bit more focused and whatever I'm doing, you yeah, know, yeah. um, within my block out time frame. And, uh, I would say over the course of this year, I have, I've cold plunged in the, like very early in the morning and I am, I'm thinking about shifting that a little bit later, hmm. um, more 
So like I, I'm like I'm also still trying to dial it in. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, because I, I don't think it's maybe the most beneficial thing for even me. Right in the morning, yeah. In like right in the morning. So, um, I would even say like you know I'm a work in progress. For yeah, again. yeah. I, I like I don't know if that's the you know Finding right thing to do. Finding what works for you, yeah. Like maybe later in the afternoon, not necessarily before bed, but maybe like a. Maybe when the day's at its hottest and you've just worked out or something or yeah. You, yeah. Well, I work out in the morning. That's why I do it every morning. Yeah, so yeah, I work so out. Have much different you know. So like, because I wanted to do it, um, which I have liked. Honestly, dude, it's been pretty dope. Uh, when you when I can get my central nervous system really low mm. uh, before I go into a workout, I don't know why, man. Well, it's obviously because your body's like frigid cold. But right. when you start running, like, so we're doing some kettlebell swings or whatever, and then we run, man, I'm like. I have a bounce, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in me, so it's been it's been cool, it's but I also point. don't know how that affects my hormonal levels and then ultimately my sleep. Because tell you the truth, man, I haven't. I measured my sleep. Uh, I think I think it's been about a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Um, since I like truly measured it, like mm. you know where I was dialing it in. Uh, so I should go back to that. Yeah, yeah, and it's I good. Dial that in. I think the measuring is good when you're changing stuff. Right, like if you're changing different like hacks, like the cold, and you're gonna move it to different times of the day. Yeah. I'm at a point where I'm like I'm pretty consistent that like I don't measure my sleep, and I'll just be honest about that. I don't count like calories and stuff because I know what works for my body. I'm pretty in tune. Yeah, I know when I had a crappy night's sleep. Right, like if I yeah. was stressed that day, or if I had something the next day that was keeping me up, and I and I, I feel it and I know it. Yeah, but like for the most part, I I've got my sleep's like routine pretty dialed in that I sleep good every night. Yeah, and I'm not worry about tracking it because i don't see a, uh, an issue right now right yeah if i start experiencing i'm like damn like what's going on i don't know then i would start tracking it you know yeah exactly but i think that's a big thing tracking is great for for new people trying to like figure this out right they're like damn like how do i even know if i'm getting deep sleep how do i know right like they sh- yeah you should get invest in like a, a wearable that you can get some readout right yeah and obviously one night's not gonna do sh- anything for you you should have a few nights of data at least probably a month uh-huh. at least of some data you know when like life's consistent it's not holidays it's not random stuff all the time where you can right. you can make sure you're you're uh getting like uh, objective data to your sleep on a normal schedule yeah i think yeah yeah that's good i think we recommended a few things so i used whoop um uh, but aura like one of my clients he really uh likes his aura ring and i think that has less impact. So when something's around your wrist versus like on your finger, right. I think it's it's probably better to yeah, be honest yeah. and to not impact sleep. A lot of people already have a ring on, right? So it's, yeah. like, it's something, yeah. So I think, you know, if I had to rec- recommend something, I think Aura Ring. My buddy actually owns this really cool app company called Macros First, where it's in a macro counting. And you're able to adjust it um, based on like if there's something that you need to incorporate in. So like if you drink alcohol, you can you can actually convert that to a macro, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because uh, those things are what people miss out on, right? Oh, I drank a coffee. Like, oh, you need to convert that to a macro, right? Mm. Uh, so uh, understanding where your caloric intake comes into play, and then what time of day, like it's super easy. The app to measure these things That's because cool. that ultimately is going to impact your sleep That's again. Right. Yeah. And so if it can be a ring or like a reminder yeah. of like, Hey, when you need to eat and like, Hey, do I need to eat? Like, you know, I need to stop eating two hours before because yeah. I need to go in my fastest state. And if I'm doing time restricted eating, right. like that's something I've seen massive benefit in time restricted eating, but I allow my body again, something we talked about uh, last episode, to be in a little bit more fasted, dehydrated state going into sleep because I know yeah. I'm going to get better sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
can we um can we talk about alcohol and how that impacts sleep? Yeah. Uh, I know that you were ta- like adrenal fatigue and all these other things that you wanted to tap into, but I know alcohol is a major thing that impacts sleep. Yeah, I mean when you when you ingest a lot of alcohol before bed, it's like it's almost like like forcing you into sleep, much like a like a sleep medicine would, right? Like yeah. a Unisom or something. It's like overriding your your normal biological system and like like it's like pseudo sleep. You're not really asleep when you're when you pass out drunk, yeah. you know what I mean? You're in this state of like unconsciousness maybe, but like as far as like getting into wavelengths of sleep, it's disturbed. Yeah. By, it's disrupted, I should say, by that that alcohol, like the way that it, uh, it it's a toxin really, you know? So like that's, it, your body's trying to metabolize that. It's trying to process it. It's trying to get it out of there. And it's going to, people are like, oh, I, I freaking passed out. You didn't, but you weren't like sleeping like you should be sleeping. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Peter Atia talks a lot about this, and I think he has like some episodes. Um, Andrew Huberman was also talking about it. How drinking really, really impairs sleep. Like you yeah. do not get you you think you do because yeah. for a while I was thinking about oh like if I have a glass of wine a I could cap you know yeah it's like such a common thing like but and then I didn't realize what it was doing to my brain number one so I've significantly backed off of drinking yeah. like any type of wine. Um, you know, I wasn't a big drinker before, but like now I'm not like, I mean, I probably have had, man, I probably have had like four or five glasses of wine this entire year. Um, so, you know, like that's one major thing that I wanted to eliminate because I'm like, sleep's got to be protective. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's kind of an intense take on alcohol, but I think I agree with it in a way. I'm not saying this is how I, yeah. I live. Cause I, you know, I, I go to family events and we'll have, I'll have a drink or two, but I mean, well, you're um, Italian. You know? Yeah. That's it's You can't not. Yeah. Um, uh, what are the, uh, the lemon, uh, the limoncella. Limoncella. <laughs> <laughs> but like realistically, man, like alcohol is nothing other than toxin. It's, it's poison. Right. Yeah. So like anyone who says, well, they said that a glass of wine a night is actually beneficial for you. It's like, the the antioxidants and resveratrol that's in yeah. grapes, dude, you're not getting that much from a freaking glass of wine that is not deter that is not overridden by the toxic effects of the alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like let's just be honest. I'm not saying I don't drink. I'm not saying you shouldn't drink. I'm just saying let's just state a fact of what alcohol is. It's a neurotoxic poison that we put into our body that does has depressive effects on our our central nervous system that causes us to feel better. Yeah. Like good and or drunk, whatever, right? But it has almost zero to, to negative value for your health, uh-huh. right? Yeah, that's huge. So, most people aren't going to love that answer, but that's just like, that's that's knowing what you're doing. Again, like we talked about with, uh, with, with avoiding injury, right? It's like, know what you're getting into. You're putting something in your body that, hey, you're going to sacrifice like some health uh-huh. for feeling cool one night and, you know. Yeah. The- it i think uh doing it more than probably two times a week is going to be aggressive mm. uh and then it shouldn't be like it definitely in every weekend occurrence i i you know i've been one to do that man i love right. wine i absolutely love wine mm. but it's just something that i wanted to mitigate because again my mind goes to longevity True. right become the most optimal uh performer in whatever i'm doing but then um, something I want to tap into now as we'll finish up on is just physical activity and then when you do physical activity and how that may or may not impose on sleep. Yeah. Um, so like 
what 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 are your thoughts on that in terms of when you do physical activity and yeah. how it can benefit sleep or how it can be a deterrent? Yeah. And you know, there's there's different sleep types. Maybe we'll we'll do this. We'll save this for next episode. Um, we'll talk about the different types, like the they have like animal names: the wolf, the bear, the shit. I, I, I'm a bear. Are you? I don't know, but it sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a bear, Papa Bear. But uh, <laughs> these different sleep types are different. You know, uh, it's kind of like a blend of like personality type, physical type, like all this that yeah. is like, oh, you benefit from less sleep or more sleep or you need seven eight hours again these are like kind of like averages right yeah. like everybody's different every biological person is different but um remind me of the question again we're talking about like, uh, like so physical, physical exertion activity. right yeah. physical activity so most people are gonna have better sleep when they do some type of physical activity early in the day right like yep. in that first few hours of the day getting movement is gonna just get your body into that that nor it's going to normalize your circadian rhythm, right? It's going to mm-hmm. get the, the the proper hormones secreting in the morning. Cortisol is at its highest, so you're going to basically like be using that so that your body will know as the day goes on to taper down, right? Cortisol should be on this curve that goes up by about 10 a.m. 9 a.m. Actually, it should be kind of like peaking, and then as you get into later in the day, it should be sloping down, probably at its lowest around like bedtime, which is you know 9 a.m. is a great bedtime or 9 yeah. p.m. I'm sorry, is a great bedtime. Most people are not doing that. Most people are stretching that out. So then as you stretch that later into the night, you're like, your body's like, well, shit, I shouldn't go to bed yet. I, I shouldn't go to bed yet. Maybe I need a little more cortisol. And it's going to maybe drop a little bit more into your system to keep mm-hmm. you up. And that's when you're like, well, I was tired, but now I'm not tired. And it's midnight, right? Yeah. So your body was like, well, you missed the window. There is like a window for ideal sleep. Um, so yeah, most people are going to benefit from physical activity earlier in the day. Some people get away with like midday exercise is good. I don't usually recommend like going to work out like like at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. like before yeah. you're gonna go to bed because now you're just you're you're doing a lot of stimulatory activity and it's right. probably not gonna be the most beneficial for sleeping. Some people can they they say they can. I'd like to see what their sleep metrics and data looks like. Yeah, maybe they're sleeping but they're not getting great sleep. You know. Yeah. So yeah, especially if you're taking a scoop of pre workout or something as a stimulant <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. You definitely are getting great sleep. Yeah. If you can keep you, uh, you know, honestly past. Uh, 3 to 4 p.m., if you keep your heart rate pretty steady, um, that really keeps a consistent circadian rhythm going into sleep uh, where you'll have quality sleep. I think your uh, chemicals all balance out, and then you're prepping your body for sleep. So I think that, you know, sleep is a major way to live full-fueled. You know, I think it's, it's honestly, if it's really the most important. Right. It's the most important metric to longevity and quality of life yep. and to really truly live full field um, in terms of how you think, how you process, how you perform on a daily basis. Sleep is imperative. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's what we got for sleep. Sweet, man. Sleep full fueled. Live beyond limits, baby. <laughs>